welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Everybody Health and Mindset Podcast. This is Cassie, your host, and I'm very happy to be back here again with you this week. This week, we are going to be talking about walking. And I really can't believe that we haven't talked about this yet on this podcast um, and the health benefits of walking because it's something that I honestly recommend to most beginning exercisers or people that are looking to lose weight but maybe are on a budget and you know can't afford a gym membership or a personal trainer or something like that. And there are so many other benefits to walking besides just weight loss or helping with weight loss or endurance and things like that. So we're going to talk about it today. Now, first, what we used to do or what I used to do when I was working in the physical therapy clinic was we did a six-minute walk test with most of our patients that came in. And that's because the speed at which you walk actually has a correlation to how long you're going to live. And so one of our goals in the physical therapy clinic was to get people walking faster because the faster you walk, the longer you live. And that really comes down to kind of a whole lot of things. And this actually was a test that is done and accepted by insurance and everything, a six-minute walk test. How many feet can you walk in six minutes? Um, and really the point is, is that if you're walking faster, that means that your health is probably better, right? Because when people are hurting, you know, in pain, or maybe have had a surgery or have balance issues or are weak or poor heart health, things like that, they tend to walk slower. And so if we can do the things to help people walk faster, people live longer. And so that was one of the standard tests that we did all the time in the physical therapy clinic. And I actually still do it with some of my clients um, in my personal training realm as well, because it is just very interesting, a good metric to use to measure somebody's progress. Um, another thing that we'll talk about a little bit more later, but um, leg strength is super important when it comes to the aging human. And there's actually a direct correlation between leg strength and dementia. And people that have stronger legs have a lower risk of having dementia or suffering from Alzheimer's. And again, I don't think it's a direct correlation as far as, oh, if you, you know, if you're leg pressing or squatting more, you won't get dementia. But it's just that people that have stronger legs are probably people that are moving more, um, more active, more involved in social gatherings and things like that. And so walking can help you maintain your leg strength as well. And so just two tidbits right off the bat, but we are going to go a little deeper into what walking can do for you because there are so, so many things. These things can include things like improved sleep, better endurance, stress relief, improvement in your mood, including in people with depression and anxiety, increased energy and stamina, um, reduced tiredness, increased mental alertness, weight loss, reduced cholesterol, and improved cardiovascular health, just to name a few. 
Now, I want to start with talking about how walking can improve your mood and relieve stress, which also will help improve your sleep and vice versa, right? Because the better you're sleeping, the less stressed and better mood you have as well. But walking helps boost your mood first because it increases your blood flow and blood circulation to your brain and your body. So it has a positive influence on something called your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, HPA, which is your central nervous system response. Um, a response system. So this is good because your HPA access is responsible for your stress response. And when you exercise by walking, you calm your nerves, which makes you feel less stressed. Another way is self-esteem. So self-esteem is an important component of your mental health. And physical activity can boost your self-esteem and in turn reduce your stress levels. Physical activity, like walking, is effective in preventing and managing symptoms of depression as well. So let's talk about this study. There was a study done by, I think I'm saying his name right, Bertheson GF et al. in 2011, and they used the health quality of life scale to assess the quality and effects of physical activity and mental health directly from study participants. The study included 4,500 participants from different age groups, and it showed that improvement in mental health is not age-related and that anyone can benefit. So they took these groups and compared groups who did not exercise at all to groups that they were providing an exercise plan to, like a walking plan. And in turn, it showed that it didn't matter the age of the human, that anyone can benefit from this type of activity. Now, walking also helps reduce your cortisol, which cortisol we've talked about a lot in the show already, but it lowers your stress level when we reduce cortisol. And cortisol contributes to weight gain or prevention of weight loss, right? So like the person that says, I'm exercising, I'm eating right, but I still can't lose weight. A lot of times it's because of stress, right? And because those cortisol levels are just so high, your body is holding on to belly fat, holding on to all kinds of things that make it hard for you to lose weight. And so walking reduces cortisol levels and boom, weight loss comes right with that along with stress reduction. Now, physically active people have up to a 30% less risk of depression. So people that are suffering from depression are often recommended to start a walking program to help with that as well. Walking at a moderate pace for one hour twice a week is enough to reduce brain fog. Brain fog is a really big hot topic right now, right? Because um, it's something that has come along as a side effect of COVID. And so many people have been saying that they're suffering from brain fog. So studies have shown one hour twice a week can reduce that brain fog. Just 20 minutes of walking will release endorphins that can help you feel happier and improve your anxiety and depression symptoms. So again, endorphin release, you feel better. Do it over and over again, you'll feel better over and over again. I realize that depression itself is not that simple, um, as in saying just start walking and you'll feel better, but regular walking can reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. And so if you're someone that is struggling and you are under the care of your doctor, discuss with them about starting a walking program to see how it can help you. Now, walking also has a huge effect on your physical health. It can help you do things like maintain a healthy weight, lose body fat, 
prevent or manage various diseases and conditions like heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. And it will improve your cardiovascular fitness, strengthen your bones, muscles, improve your joints, improve your muscle endurance, increase your energy levels, improve balance and coordination, strengthen your immune system, and again, reduce that stress and tension. Now, the faster farther and more frequently you walk, the greater the benefits, which is an awesome way of saying that the benefits of walking are endless and limitless as long as you are continuing to challenge yourself. How cool is that, right? Like it's something that will never plateau as long as you're continuing to use walking in a challenging way for you and your body. So the benefits will never stop and never decrease. That's pretty amazing. I don't know if there's anything else that you can say that about, right? Um, Now, first, let's talk about your improved circulation. So we talked about how improved circulation helps your brain and your mood, but walking can actually improve or prevent heart disease. So it does this by offering aerobic exercise that builds endurance in the heart and lungs. And over time, this lowers your blood pressure and strengthens your heart. According to researchers at the Harvard School of Public Health in Boston, postmenopausal women who walk just one to two miles a day can lower their blood pressure by nearly 11 points in 24 weeks. And women who walk 30 minutes a day can reduce their risk of stroke by 20% and by 40% when they stepped up their pace. Those are huge numbers. These are studies that have been done and shown this huge. I don't know why everyone isn't out walking more, right? Um, Next, let's talk about bone health. So body weight exercise reduces bone loss. Walking can stop the loss of bone mass for those with osteoporosis, according to a study done in New York at the Planker Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Hospital. One of these studies of postmenopausal women found that 30 minutes of walking each day reduced the risk of hip fracture by 40%. Okay, let's talk about hip fractures real quick. I know that some people, this is really well known, others it's not. If you fracture a hip and end up in the hospital and you're over 70 years old, you have an over 80% chance of dying while you're in the hospital. That's a huge number. Now, this study found that 30 minutes a day of walking reduced hip fractures by 40%, which means also improves your lifespan by a huge amount, right? That is really just, those numbers are pretty insane. They're pretty crazy if you if you think about it. Now, we'll move right into the next benefit, which is enjoying a longer life, which we just kind of talked about in the last one. But research actually finds that people who exercise regularly in their 50s and 60s are 35% less likely to die over the next eight years than their non-walking counterparts. And that number shoots up to 45% less likely to die for those who have underlying health conditions, meaning that the benefits are greater for those of you that may already have some kind of condition that's affecting your health or putting you at a higher risk of death or shortening your life. Um, The next one is slowing down mental decline. And we talked about this a little at the beginning of the episode when I said stronger legs, uh, stronger brain, really. Um, But a study of 6,000 women ages 65 and older performed 
by researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, found that age-related memory decline was lower in those who walked more. So the women walking two and a half miles per day had a 17% decline in memory, as opposed to 25% decline in women who walked less than a half a mile per day. And then there are studies from the University of Virginia Health System in Charlottesville found that men between the ages of 71 and 93 who walked more than a quarter of a mile per day had half the incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's disease than those who walked less. So again, huge numbers, both in men and in women. The more you walk, the less likely you are to fracture a hip, the less likely you are to come down with Alzheimer's or dementia, the less likely you are to have osteoporosis, the less likely you are to have heart disease, stroke, diabetes, right? All of these things, these top really killers of those who are over the age of 60 or maybe 70 in the United States are all significantly reduced when you are on a walking program. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what a good walking program will look like later on. But I want to talk about weight loss. And in my opinion, Walking is one of the most underrated exercises for people who are looking to lose weight, especially people who are newer to exercise or maybe people who have been exercising for a long time but have not tried walking as part of their exercise regimen. Now, the combination of elevating your heart along with utilizing your total body really equals out to a large um, caloric output when you're walking. And something that's really interesting to know is that when you complete a mile, a mile of walking or a mile of running, your body has about the same caloric output, right? And so those who walk fast have many of the same benefits as those who are running, which is really, really cool and I think empowering to know that you don't have to run to get maximum benefits from being outside or being a walker, right? Like not everyone can run. People who are obese, it's hard for them to run. It's hard on their joints. It's difficult, but they can walk, right? Um, people who maybe have a heart condition or maybe some balance issues or maybe some weakness or things like that, running might be out of the question, but walking is not, right? Anybody well, I shouldn't say anybody, but most people can get outside and walk. Now, when walking regularly, like 30 minutes a day for three to five days a week, you can actually equal out many, many pounds lost when compared to those following a more traditional weight loss exercise plan. And I know I preach, I preach, I preach weightlifting and resistance training because I really do believe in it. But adding in a walking program can really maximize your benefits of all the exercise that you are doing. So let's talk about how you should incorporate walking. I have just a couple of tips. And the first one is the most important one. It needs to be a moderately challenging walk to really get these kinds of benefits from it. So like when people say, well, I walk my dog, it doesn't count. It really does not count unless your dog is like jogging with you, right? So when you think about walking your dog or maybe walking with your children or your family outside, those walks really don't count toward these types of benefits because you're starting, you're stopping, you're probably slow and leisurely. What you really need to do is you need to have a moderately challenging walk to get these benefits, which means you should be breathing heavier than normal. You should be sweating at least a little bit. I usually tell people like your forehead 
head should have sweat on it. Um, You should feel like you can talk, but maybe not a full-on conversation. So if you rated your effort from zero to 10, zero being no effort, I could walk like this forever, 10 maximum effort, I'm about to fall down, you generally want to be about a six or seven out of 10 when you are doing your walking. And this is where I think people make the biggest mistake as they go out and take a slow leisurely walk a few times a week and wonder why it's not working. You have to push yourself. It has to be challenging. It has to be a challenge for this to work. Now, if you're outside, you can alternate walking really fast and then maybe walking a little slower and then fast again. So this is a form of interval training. So maybe walking fast for 60 seconds, slower for 30 seconds and repeating or incorporating some hills. Hills are a really nice way to have like a natural interval be done going up and down hills. And if you're walking on a treadmill, a treadmill is just fine. But again, you have to vary your speed, right? So whether you're working in those intervals of fast and slow or using that incline button is really important to throw in some big hills for yourself. Now, second thing about walking is you need to be sure to let your arms swing. And this sounds kind of silly, but um, I see this all the time at, at the gym, especially when people are walking on the treadmill and they're holding on to the treadmill. Like they put this huge incline in and then they're holding on with their hands for dear life so they don't fall off. Or people that are walking outside holding on to their phone or something like that. But you need to be sure to swing your arms. This not only makes walking a total body exercise, right? By utilizing your arms, your shoulders, your upper back, all of those muscles, but it helps with your balance and improves your speed. So we talked about walking faster. If your arms aren't moving, you are going to be moving slower. Your arms need to be swinging for you to walk faster, right? So when you are walking, your arms have to swing freely, just like your legs are moving freely. So you're not holding onto the treadmill, your phone, your keys, your dog leash, nothing like that. If you are walking outside, find yourself a belt or maybe a little backpack where you can carry your keys or something like that in it. Um, if you have your phone to listen to music, put it in a pocket or some kind of belt or something like that. And third, You need a decent pair of shoes. And I say this because I want you to prevent injury. If you're wearing the same pair of shoes that you're walking miles in, and then you're going to school or work all day long, you are putting yourself up for injury, right? Um, Eventually, your ankles, your knees, your hips, your back are going to hurt. So I tell everyone to invest in a decent pair of walking shoes. You don't need to get a $150 pair of shoes, but you do need a pair of shoes that are reserved strictly for your walking, and you'll definitely save yourself some aches and pains for sure. So what I suggest is 30 minutes a day, three to five days a week as you're able. Realistically, 30 minutes a day every day would be awesome. Um, And that is honestly what I would send my physical therapy folks home with is 30 minutes a day. In fact, people that had a really difficult time completing a six-minute walk, I would just prescribe five six-minute walks per day to them, right? Which means they're still getting in that 30 minutes a day. Or if they could only walk three minutes, you guessed it, 10 times a day for three minutes until you can do four, until you can do five, until you can do six, right? And keep keep counting up. So 30 minutes at a time would be great. If you really don't have that time, three 10-minute walks, two 15-minute walks will suffice. Um, But making sure you're getting to that six to seven out of 10, even in those shorter walks. So that's really important that they're still challenging, even if they're shorter. 
And then I always get the question, well, can I walk longer? Of course you can. You can walk as long as is safe and comfortable for you. Um, But that 30 minutes a day minimum is really what you're aiming to do. So bottom line is, if you're looking to lose weight, improve your heart health, your mental health, or simply live longer, walking is your ticket to do so. I hope that you learned something today about walking. Who knew there were so many benefits to it? The easiest, least expensive activity that you could possibly do that will probably get you the maximum benefits for your whole total body, including your brain, right? So if you haven't started a walking program yet or you've been considering, hopefully this has tipped you into that direction. Of course, walking with a friend or a spouse or a great podcast or book on tape to listen to can make walks more enjoyable as well. Indoors or outdoors does not matter as long as you are working yourself to that moderate intensity. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.